Welcome to The Jim Roman Show, where we help you build a better business and build a better life with your host, Jim Roman. Are you on track or off track to reaching your goals this year? In this episode, we're going to be talking about getting on track if you're off track with your goals. Given that we're coming to the end of the quarter, midway through the year, I thought it would be a great time to check in and assess how you're doing. You're probably one of several places. Number one, you are on track to hitting your goals that you set in the beginning of the year or you're off track and you're either motivated or you're becoming unmotivated. And I want to talk about what is going on for you and how can you solve some of those challenges if you're facing that. If you've been in any of our other episodes, we talk about building a business, running a business is like climbing a mountain. There's a lot of ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And to smooth those out, you want to be able to do three things in being successful in business. Number one, make more money. Number two, have more time. And number three, more importantly, have a life beyond the business. Another way of looking at it is are you profitable? Do you have people in place that are performing? And do you have processes that your people can follow so you don't have to worry and hopefully you can free yourself from the business one day at a time? So let's talk about, are you making enough money? So this is the time of the year that I like to look at and ask myself, am I hitting my sales goals, my revenue goals, and more importantly, my profit goals? A lot of times around this time of the year, people are starting to lose momentum. They're starting to give up because they set the wrong goals in the beginning of the year. And what I mean is they set lofty goals thinking, well, I'm pumped up. This is going to be my year. And uh, studies have shown that if you set lofty goals, you're less likely to achieve them. But if you set realistic goals, you more likely will achieve those. And so I'm asking myself right now, how am I doing on my revenue, on my sales? Early in the year, I gotta be honest with you, the first quarter, I wasn't doing so well. I was sort of freaking out. I was like, okay, normally I have a lot of speaking engagements right after the end of the year. This year, I didn't have any scheduled as far as I can recall. And so I needed to regroup looking at my bringing in business strategies, my marketing strategies, my networking strategies, and say, okay, what am I gonna do differently coming into the second quarter to make up for the first quarter. So I started looking at my networks. I recently got involved in a referral organization called BNI in here in Orlando, Florida, where I live, uh, which I used to be a member of, used to be involved in heavily, but got away from it over time and realized I needed to get back to my marketing and, and my messaging. And BNI helps me to do that. Referral groups can help you to do that. And so that's the first thing that I did. And what I found is by getting back involved in a network, I started building relationships, uh, started growing my energy, and started getting happy again. In fact, I was telling someone the other day, uh, I haven't got any business over the last two months in BNI because I'm new to this group, but I have so much excitement that I'm closing deals elsewhere. And so sometimes networking groups could be a, a benefit more than just getting business and maybe just getting your, your spirits lifted. The second thing I would I did and might have you consider is look at my target market. Uh, years past, 60% of our clients were contractors. And I realized I stopped focusing on contractors uh, over the last three years. And I love contractors. We're really good at helping contractors. In fact, I remember helping a custom deck company go from $2 million to $3 million in revenue. But at the best part of it was he was able to have a life beyond the business. Uh, he was able to go boating again. His wife was freed up from the business to do the things that she loves to do. And so I realized I hadn't been targeting the right target market. And so I started going after people who do kitchen remodels, does bath remodels, outdoor kitchens and pools. And uh, lo and behold, I'm starting to get some traction in that area. So what, what's the last time you looked at your business model? You looked at your bringing a business model. 
do you have the right strategies to bring in in business? And are you going after the right target market that not only can afford your services, but willing to pay for your services? I'd love to hear from you. What are you struggling with right now? Is it making more money, having more time, or having more life? Or another way of saying that, profit, people, and processes. I'd love to be able to address that in future episodes to include our blog, which is at jimromanonline.com, where some free resources for you to check out. The second thing that I do this time of the year is I look at my people. Do I have enough people in place? The people that I have in place, are they performing? Or do I need to look for some people to help me to perform in my business? I think this is the second thing that uh, uh, hurts people in growing their business throughout the course of the year. They might be bringing in business, they may be profitable, but their people are not performing. And so often I find them blaming the people and not themselves for making sure they're developing said people. So what can you do to develop your people? Well, first off, understand the different types of people that are out there. I like to call them A players, B players, and C players. Now, I didn't know this concept originally. I just had the players that I had because based on what I needed and who I hired. But I hired someone three years ago that I found out was an A player. Uh, how I knew they were an A player is they were outperforming me, which is rare. And then I was like, wow, you can have people that outperform you as an owner of a company? This is wild. And so now I had a new gauge as to how my other people doing. Uh, one of my other team members was not performing. Um, and then the third person was performing at times and not performing at times. So do you have A players, B players, or C players? And if you have B players, what are you doing to turn them into A players? So a lot of times it's the, you have the right people in place, but they're not in the right positions or we're not developing them to perform. Or you're at the point where you need to hire people. I would have you check out our Finding Great Talent and Retaining Them blog. We also did the podcast on that episode. You can look below. You check it out again on jimromanonline.com for those free resources. What can you do to get your people to perform? One of the first things I find that would help is monthly mentoring meetings. Let me say that again. Monthly mentoring meetings. Out of all the clients I have and all the people I've interviewed, I say, do you do monthly mentoring meetings? The number one answer is no. I don't know anyone I've ever interviewed or asked that question has had said yes, which blows my mind. How can you not take time for your people, give them t your time to help them be better at what they do and help them to achieve their goals and aspirations? And monthly mentoring meetings are one of the best ways to be able to do that. Keep in mind though, the monthly mentoring meetings are not ran by you, they are ran by your people. This is their time to get what they need from you, not for you to give to them what you need done. And then finally, the third thing that I look at at this time of the year is I'm looking at uh, my processes, are they in place? Do I have the right processes in place for my people to perform? For example, we recently onboarded several new VIP clients and I was getting up with one of my team members and we're looking at our processes and we realized we needed to improve it. We needed to tweak it because we want to be able to have a great experience for all our customers. And as we grow and expand, we need to revisit our processes, our standard operating procedures to make sure they're up to date for today's uh, environment. A lot of times people don't have processes in place and that's one of the reasons why they can't leave their business or take time off because they're worried that the people that are running their businesses when they're away, it's, they're not going to do it the right way. Well, one of the ways of doing it the right way is having a process in place to, to be able to do that. So these are just some of the things that I'm looking at throughout the course of the year, but especially now it was coming to the end of a quarter. 
halfway through the year. I'm asking myself, am I making enough money? Do I have enough profit? If I'm not, I then ask myself, am I doing the right strategies, marketing, networking, and selling? And am I going after the right target market, people who need, want, and are willing to buy my services? Next, I'm looking at my people in their positions and places. Do I have enough of the right people? Do I have A players? And can I develop my B players into A players? And then finally, the processes. So often when we grow a business, we don't put processes in place till it's too late. And so now it's the time to be able to ask myself, do I need a creating raving fans process, an onboarding process, an invoicing process, a proposal process, so that my team can win. By them doing the process, we all uh, create that experience for our customers and our businesses grow. So again, I'd like to know what challenges you're dealing with right now. Are you on track with your goals or off track with your goals? We'd love to hear from you. And again, there's some free resources at jimromanonline.com uh, to be able to address some of those challenges. Again, send your questions in. Uh, Want to be able to answer those questions. Uh, so let's jump into the questions that have been sent in this week. So the first question is, how do you get your people to perform? So say you have a person on your team that's not performing and you're trying to figure out how to get them to perform. So that's a great question. So there's several ways of looking at that. First off, I want to, on a regular consistent basis, assess my people on a scale of zero to 10 or red, yellow, green. One of the talks I talk about, one of the tools that going from micro to millions, getting to your summit, your life goals, is to look at your organizational structure and stability. An org chart that essentially you look at the different layers of leadership to include your team members is a cool tool, great tool for hiring, uh, developing people, uh, and inspiring people. And so one of the things I do with my clients is I put together their org charts and what the business looks like today, and then I put together the org chart that looks like in the future. And I sit down with my clients at least once a month to revisit their org charts and ask on a scale of zero to 10, how is person position one doing? Zero to 10, 10 being great, zero means they should have been fired years ago or months ago. Uh, next person we go over, persons in sales on a scale of zero to 10, hiring and training, zero to 10. If you're a property manager, zero to 10, realtor, zero to 10. I want to assess that. And it essentially come with red, yellow, green. Green being they're the best team member. Yellow, they're questionable. They can go either way. Red, they're a problem child. So I think the first thing in getting people to perform is to assess your entire team first and then start to address it there. The second step then is we talked about monthly mentoring meetings. Uh, and then the third step would be looking at their job descriptions, their roles and responsibilities. It's amazing how many companies don't have job descriptions, roles and responsibilities for their players or team players. And so you, that, they don't even know how they're doing. You think you know how they're doing, but you truly don't. And a lot of times, the, the, reason, the, the original way, reason why you hired the person to do something evolves. Months later, years later, and you haven't revisited your job description or roles or responsibilities, and then nobody knows if they're doing the right thing. And so I think if it were me trying to get my people to perform, number one, job description, two, assess them on a scale of zero to 10, and three, monthly mentoring meetings. There's more to that, but I just wanted to say that uh, just for you to ponder for a moment. The second part of getting people to perform, as, uh, going back to what I said earlier, is revisiting your processes. You know, there are a lot of companies that I really respect that get together once a quarter to revisit their processes to make sure that they're still uh, uh, the right processes. Uh, for example, say you have an onboarding process like we do with all of our coaching clients. We want to onboard them effectively. We have coaching software we want to get them on. We want to set up their folders. We want to make sure that our clients uh, leave, uh, leave the gate uh, with some momentum and some success. 
So one of the things I've heard companies do, and I love this do, is they bring out a process, call it the on-take process, if you will, and they look at it and say, okay, is this still relevant? Uh, are we missing any steps now that we've onboarded 22 clients? Uh, uh, is there something we can add to that? And allow people to contribute to that conversations from all departments. You know, the marketing department, the HR department, the sales department, be able to contribute to that process. People can say, mm, I don't know, not my area of expertise. Or when I was in a previous company, we used to do this with our onboarding. And so I think revisiting your processes as a team once a quarter makes uh, the biggest difference. Now, what if you don't have a process in place for uh, a tax? Let's just say uh, setting up a new client in your CRM system or your client management system. Uh, if it's never been done before, maybe you can map it out as a team and create an outline uh, get some contributions and then test it out and then uh, debrief after you've tested it out and see, okay, did that work? Uh, was it smooth? Uh, was it clunky? Uh, and then revisit the outline again until you feel it feels great and then make a note to onboard X amount of clients or intake number of clients over a period of time and then revisit it one more time to see again if it's on track. So long story short, again, it's not really a short story, but it, getting people to perform is one, assessing them where they are now, making sure they have a job description or roles and responsibilities, and then are there processes for that people to perform? Major footnote here, major footnote. I was recently talking to a client and, and they said to me, I don't get why they don't get it. It's probably because they're verbally communicating what they want done. And according to adult learning studies, 65% of the population, adult population, are visual learners. So if you're verbally telling them, 65% are not going to get it as effectively if it's not written down. So please uh, write these things down as well as verbally communicate that so you increase your odds of them getting it the way that you need them to get it so that you're less frustrated. So next question comes back, a follow-up from the last one is, Jim, okay, what if I did all those things and the person's still not performing, what do I do? How do I fire them? Or I like to say, how to get them to quit? So what I am do with people in that particular situation, every single time I make sure that the person I'm talking to who is having this situation, that they've done everything that I just said in the previous question. Number one, on a scale of zero to 10, what would you rank them? Number two, do we have a copy of their job descriptions and roles responsibilities? Three, have you sent out with them regarding a monthly mentoring meeting to go over those job description and roles and responsibilities? And four, have you done the monthly mentoring meetings with them on a regular consistent basis? And nine times out of 10, people tell me, yes, sort of. Like literally say, yes, sort of. That means no, that's like the Virginia way or Florida way of saying, no, I didn't do that. Why is it important to follow that process? Because you want to determine if it's you or them and to determine if it's them, you follow that process. So when I sit down with a potential employee, I'm going to say, okay, you know, let's look at your job description, your roles and responsibilities. How do you feel you're doing in these things? I don't have a job description role responsibilities. So right then and there, it tells me that it's very difficult to, to, to uh, do something when you don't have those kind of things. And, and I don't know why people skip that step, maybe because it, it's too hard to come up with, which it really isn't, or they just want it over with, which I really believe is the answer. And so for me, if someone's not performing, I need to ask myself, unem uh, 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 unemotional, if that's a word, and ask myself, okay, did I go over their roles and responsibilities? Have we talked about their um, um, uh, performance levels? Uh, and have I mentored them? And if I've done all of that, then it appears to be that they're no longer a fit. And that's what I would do, sit down with them and say they're no longer a fit. 
So to finish up the topic of are you on track or off track, I want to leave you with this last final thought. You're, no matter where you are this time of the year, whether you're on track or off track, the key thing for me, what I do in every situation, is I to succeed, to, to reach my summit, I want to remind myself of the five drivers. And if you want to find out what the full five drivers are, go to thefivedrivers.com. You can find out more about that. But there are three key drivers that I always ask myself, whether it's the end of the month and the quarter, halfway through the year, whether I'm hitting my goals or not, is I'm asking myself the first question, why do I do what I do? What is my purpose and passion? You've heard me say this over and over and over again, and I find that if I know my purpose and passion, my why, I'm more likely to be on track than I am off track. And if I'm off track, reminding myself my why, the purpose and passion, uh, gets me going once again. The second question I want to ask is, where do I want to be beyond the business? We call our life goals. If you want to find out about our life goals seminar, you can go to jimromanonline.com and find out when the next episode of that is, the next session of that is. And life goals are your dreams and aspirations. You know, one day I want to be married again. I want to be able to have kids. I want to be able to travel to Italy uh, and places like that. And I want to remind myself that I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have that kind of life. And in the process, I'm living my life. I'm having Italian night once a month. I'm going out to dinner with family and friends, and I'm enjoying my life while I build and grow my business. And so I want to remind myself where I'm headed in life. Again, I want to be married again. I want to have kids. I want to travel. Uh, I want to be with friends enjoying wonderful food. And then the last question I'm asking myself is what does my business need to do next to get me there? Given where I'm at, Given where I want to go, what does my business need to, to do next? Do I need more money? Do I need more time? Do I need more of a life? Do I need to have more profit? Do I need to have more people in place or processes in place? These are the three key drivers I ask myself any time of the year, whether I'm on track or off track, because it gets me motivated once again to push through anything that I'm going through. Push through anything. So if you need help getting through the next mountain peak, the next challenge that you're facing, please reach out to us. You can email me at questions at askjimroman.com. You can visit our website at jimromanonline.com. And that'll also be said again at the uh, intro of today's episode. I remember that. But again, I just want to thank our listeners and all the people who responded. I got a text yesterday that they listened to the last episode on Are You Balanced? And they thanked me and I want to thank them for thanking me. Uh, I do this for you guys. I want you really to be able to have more time have more money, but more importantly, have a life with your family and your friends. Again, remember, the more you know, the more you grow. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information, visit my website at jimromanonline.com or follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at jimromanonline.com. And you can email me at questions at askjimroman.com.